Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 413. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Welcome back to another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. You know, it can be really overwhelming to think about taking radical responsibility and ownership over your life, over being the leader in your life or being the leader in your business. And today I invited my friend Dana Abraham onto the podcast because she is one incredible woman with the uncanny ability to take something as complex as that, but really simplify it into a daily model or a daily practice. Now, just a little bit about Dana. She is the best-selling author of Calm the Chaos, a fail-proof roadmap for parenting even the most challenging kids. So that is her new book, You'll hear Dana mention it throughout our conversation, but I've got a copy and I highly recommend that you grab one for yourself too. But in addition to being a best-selling author, Dana is one of us. She's a mum growing a digital business. She has a few digital memberships. And so she really understands what it is like to want to be the best, most effective parent that you can be wife or spouse, partner that you can be, and of course, what it takes to grow your business and be the leader as a digital entrepreneur. As a National Board Certified Educator, parent of three neurodivergent children, and as an ADHD adult herself, Dana brings a unique and out-of-the-box perspective to parents raising kids in the modern world. And through her compassionate framework, Calm the Chaos, Dana has helped millions of desperate parents around the world find their own peace and meet their children where they are at when conventional parenting tools have previously failed them. So joining me in this episode is Dana. I can't wait for you to meet her and I can't wait for you to explore her five-minute energy management framework. You can hear all about it. This is an episode to grab a pen and paper for, mind you. So maybe hit pause if you need to run off and go and grab that. But it's extremely actionable, simple, yet, as I was saying to Dana off air, this is the stuff that changes lives, but also saves lives. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Well, hello, Dana. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast. How are you? I am doing great. It is so great to be here. Yes. And so for my friends that, you know, this is the first time that they've heard of you or the first time that they're meeting you, what is it in a nutshell that you do? Like if you had to explain to a random off the street that wasn't entrepreneurial, she didn't have her own business, how would you explain what it is that you do? So I help parents create better relationships with their kids, no matter what challenge they're facing. Oh, isn't that so nice and clear? I love that. And so generally speaking, the majority of women, not all, but the majority of women that listen to this podcast, they are mums or they desire to be mums one day in the future. And I'm including all of my ladies out there that are grandmothers too. I'm not excluding you ladies. 
Um, once a mama, always a mama. But you know, it's particularly challenging when you are growing a growing a business online when you work for yourself, and then you're trying to find this beautiful blend for motherhood at the same time. So I just am so delighted to be having this conversation with you because you are really big on energy management uh, for mums. And can you just explain like why is that so important, particularly for those of us that are mums and business owners? Yeah. So I find that parents, especially, especially women are so used to giving to others and taking care of other people that we go, 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 go. And we rarely take a stop and a pause and look at ourselves. And the the science behind it is if we give into everyone else and we don't have anything left for ourselves, we actually can't access all the great knowledge that we're learning. We can't access the tools and the strategies. And it actually makes it harder to achieve the goals that we have in front of us, whether that's being a better parent, handling stress in the business, um, you know, reaching higher goals for our business, whatever that is, it is really difficult to do that if we don't have energy if we don't have a a good um, system around our time and around our energy. And I just want to say, I am an adult ADHDer. So I have had to really learn how to do this myself um, because otherwise I would run myself into the ground because I had mm. really terrible habits and I had really bad skills around time management and around being able to handle lots of things and being able to to handle the stress of day-to-day life, especially running a business and being a parent. And so I think that's why I'm so passionate about this as I see so many parents, um, business owners, women just pouring themselves into everyone else and everything else and never taking a look at themselves. Um, I think it a, a lot of like the best analogy I have is we all carry around our phones almost every single day. And at night we plug our phones in so that we wake up in the morning and they are full of battery, but none of us take that much care for our own bodies at night. Not none of us, but most of us don't take that care Mm -hmm. for our own time, our own energy, and make sure that we wake up recharged, ready to take on whatever the day throws at us. Yeah, totally. And I see this and my ladies hear me talking about creating more freedom in our lives. And that starts or it includes with building our energetic capacity and looking after ourselves and all of those things. And it can sound so fluffy. Um, And I know the self-love movement, the self-care movement is, it's really magnified at the moment, which is beautiful, but sometimes the message can be diluted and it can the conversation can turn to things like, oh, it has to be like super, super lush day spa experiences and things like that. But we are talking about energy management and filling ourselves up in through really simple practical habits. And we're going to circle back in a second because I would love for you to share with us your five-minute energy plan and everybody, you're going to want to take note of that. So keep listening. But for myself personally, as you shared, I look back at my own journey because I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always able to prioritize myself. Uh, I didn't have core beliefs around or even just an understanding and an awareness around the neuroscience even of looking after ourselves. I had some core beliefs that really needed to be brought up and then dismantled and then replaced with some new ones. 
And I'll just share with you one of my core beliefs. And then I would love to hear from you, Dana, like if you relate to that, or did you have like a different different core belief that also wasn't serving you around this concept of energy management and looking after ourselves so that we can go and pour out for others. But for me, as a mum, I really struggled with the guilt of doing anything for myself because I saw it as whenever I chose me, I was taking away from my kids or from my husband or from the household. And having done the work that I've done now, I understand that I was carrying a lot of should stories. So things like, I shouldn't be sitting and resting. I should be folding that laundry over there because it's been sitting there for two days. Or I shouldn't be going out with my friends who I haven't seen in months because I sh- that means that I'm maybe not as dedicated as a mom or I'm trying to escape my kids. And if that's what I'm doing, then that's bad. And so I would just go into this sort of spiral and over years and years and years of thinking thoughts like that, they became deep, deeply ingrained habits. And only when someone was able to hold up the mirror to me, which was really my therapist or my kinesiologist. And for some people, they fall ill or they have a like a burnout, really. Um, that's when I kind of realized, oh, hang on a second. These are belief patterns that have been there for a long time and they don't serve me. And so then I had to kind of clear all of that before putting in all of the new beliefs. But yeah, that's just me having a bit of confession time. Did you ever experience that mum girl or anything else that was kind of stopping you from truly pouring into yourself each and every day? Um, I think mine was even more deep-rooted than that. I mean, I obviously had this guilt and this shame around any time I felt like I couldn't keep up or I wasn't able to do the things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I wanted to take time for myself and those sorts of things. I hear it all the time in my community. I mean, this is one of the biggest things that we help parents with is that I I can't take time for myself. I can't spend time for myself. I can't spend energy on myself. My kids need me and I should be going and helping them or I should be helping my family. And um and for me, the part that is that I think was deeply ingrained in me is that I was somehow broken because I couldn't do the things that felt like what a good mom would do, meaning keeping up with the dishes, keeping up with a clean house, keeping uh, the um, appointments ordered or being able to make the doctor's appointments or even organize the bills and pay the bills. Um, I didn't know that that was part of how my brain worked and that I needed to create systems for myself. And so the more stressed out I got, the further behind I got. Yeah. And now I know that the when your stress levels go up, your executive functioning skills go down. And executive functioning skills are just your 
the way you do the things you do. Like it is your body's operating system, your brain's operating system. So it's how you organize, plan, task manage. It's how you start and stop task. It's how you, you know, have impulse control and emotional yeah. regulation. I mean, it really is a is everything you do basically. Yeah. And if you if you struggle with overwhelm, if you struggle with procrastination, I used to beat myself up for having those habits and thought that that was that was a deficit in who I was, not that they were habits and skills that I could build and systems mm. I could build and still be myself. I don't try to fit myself into a box. I don't try to pretend to uh, you know, be this masterfully organized person. Instead, I lean into what works best for my brain, my body, my my life so that I can show up as my best self so that I can be there for my kids. I can be there for my business. I can be there for those that need me most, but more than anything, I can be there for myself. And I think for a long time, I didn't believe that I was worthy of showing up for myself. So that self-doubt, that that guilt that you're talking about, the deeper belief under that is that you're not even worthy of that time, that yeah. you're not worthy of spending energy on yourself. And I would say that, you know, you are worth everyone here who's listening is worthy. And it is, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself and for your family and your business is to see how worthy you are and spend a little bit of energy and time figuring out systems that work for you. Yeah. So something that keeps coming up for me every time you share, I'm just like, this stuff is teachable and it is learnable. Like it's not a talent. It's not something that you have to be born with. Uh, but when we sit in that shame or that criticism and we let those thoughts or those beliefs like really become deeply ingrained because we're thinking them about ourselves multiple times a day, every single day on repeat, we end up taking on the identity of, I am messy. I am disorganized. I am more lazy than other mums. I am. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm hearing from you, Dana. It's like, never let that become your identity. These are just little practical skills and habits that you can learn. And what we know about our brains is that, you know, they can change. We can literally change our brains, neuroplasticity, it is proven. So that means we can rewire and we can learn new things, which is really cool, but it can be difficult. And what you do is you help make it easy. So could you please introduce us to this five-minute energy plan that you have? And everybody listening, this is the time where I really want you to turn to your notes. So please grab your journal or a piece of paper or something, open up your notes app, get ready to type these things down because it's super simple, but it requires you to take action. So over to you, Dana, what's this energy plan that we can create for ourselves? Yeah. So we were talking earlier and the idea behind the energy plan is we hear so much about morning routines and yeah. startup routines and shutdown routines. And we hear about, you know, having your workout time or your me time, your mom time, whatever that is. And that can feel really overwhelming. It feels like it feels very big. 
And if you are already trying to grow a business and you're trying to run your family and you're trying to take care of everyone around you, fitting in extra time to take care of yourself feels very daunting. And so the idea behind the five-minute energy plan is that you're not looking for time away from your kids. You're not looking for time away from the house. You don't even have to break up your day and set aside this massive amount of time. It starts super small with five tiny habits, and then you build on those over time. And you can do these tiny habits throughout the day when they work best for you. And you can even do them out of order of what I'm going to describe them as. So I want to set that up before we go into them. Because as I, when I start describing five habits, it can feel overwhelming, but I want to remind everyone, you start small, pick one that you think is going to make the biggest difference, start with that, and then build up to having all five of these. So the first, there's, there's five main steps to the five minute energy plan, one minute each. And they fall into four categories. All of the plans that we I help parents create, they always have four categories. And that is the U piece, which is mindset, the ability to calm, the ability to focus, um, the connection, because as humans, we require we require that need to belong and we require other humans um to actually sustain life just as much as water and food yeah, and all that at things. a base level. And then at base level, we have to be able to connect and yeah. and in a digital world, it's so easy to disconnect from people. And so that connection piece is really important. The third piece is understanding. And that is, you know, we've talked about neuroscience, but, you know, there's this, the psychology, there's the science of relationships, science communication, but understanding how you work it removes that shame and blame. It removes that self-doubt, fear, because when you can understand why things are happening, then the how becomes easier. And so that understanding piece is so critical. And then the last piece is empowerment. I believe to solve any challenge, you have to be able to empower yourself plus whoever else is involved. Now with the five-minute energy plan, it's just about you. You don't have to worry about empowering anyone else, but these are the four core ingredients in every plan that I walk parents through, whether it's creating an energy plan or it's how to get your kid off of electronics. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They all hit those same four ingredients. And so for the five-minute energy plan, there's two pieces that are part of the U piece because mindset is so important. Because if we're dealing with the stress the external stress and the internal stress, if we don't deal with that first, it's going to be hard to move forward. Mm. So the first piece, I call it shift and it's part of the U piece. And this is just a simple mindset, something you're doing for your mindset. So this could be just 30 seconds of deep breathing. This could be a minute of quiet This could be, you know, and every time I talk to parents, they go, I'm going to do a 10 minute meditation. I'm like, no, 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 no. You need something that's so simple. You can do it while you wash your hands at the sink. Something that's so simple. You could do it while you use the bathroom in the morning. It has to be so, so small, so simple. And one of the most powerful things is actually visualization. And so imagining a challenge that keeps coming up for you and you interacting or overcoming that challenge in a different way. Yeah, so responding, say, choosing to respond yeah. in a different way. Just try it yeah, out, friends. So your, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you're visualizing it in your head yeah. that morning. Um, one of the ones that we do is like, if you're, you lose your cool with your kid because they're not getting ready for school. Well, you can visualize that and then visualize yourself taking a big deep breath and saying, all right, I see that you're struggling to get ready this morning and, mm -hmm. and how that plays out for you. So that's the shift piece. It can be so small, so simple. Doesn't have to be, like I said, a 30 minute meditation. No, I, I love that. I, I feel like um, it's like rehearsing. So yeah, we're visualizing something, a common challenge or problem or something that is a bit difficult in the day. And we can become really anxious just by sitting in the anticipation of that event. But when we bring mindfulness to the exercise, which is really what we're doing here, and we visualize it, and we're not already emotional because the, the it's not it's not actually happening. We're able to bring our best selves to the situation or to the exercise and then think about how could I respond differently, visualize that, and really that's mental rehearsal so that when that inevitable event happens and the kids aren't putting on their shoes and socks or brushing their teeth like you've asked for 10 times already, you have mentally rehearsed a better response that is going to serve you and serve your family. So I love that. That's the shift. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. So, good. so the second piece that's under you is we call it prioritize and that one, that can scare people away um, because they're like, I'm not good at prioritizing, oh. but prioritize is really getting clear on if I could only do one thing today, what is it? That's it. And that one thing I guarantee you friends is not your laundry. It is not your dishes. It is not paying the bills. It really is that one thing that's going to move you closer to your big why, to your goal, to the thing you want most. So whether you're really working on creating habits for yourself, that one thing might be for you. If you're working on creating a better relationship with your kids, that one thing might be family related. But if you're working on your business, that one thing might be, you know, setting up a Facebook ad. It could be so, so tiny. Um, and even setting up a Facebook ad is huge. So it could be just like yeah. logging into the ad manager, right? Like that's all it could be is doing that teeny, teeny, tiny next step. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. But if you take that one tiny step each day, in a hundred days, you've taken a hundred steps. Whereas if you focus on the big project in a hundred days, you may not have moved at all on that project because it felt so big. Totally. A hundred percent. We see this all the time. I'm able to see it in myself, like where I've let myself get so overwhelmed by the bigness of something that I literally freeze in my tracks and I end up wasting days or months, months, and I know some people have told me that they've wasted years sitting because they just, the task was too big and they didn't know how to break it down. So I love the concept of prioritizing with just one. And my audience has come to understand because I use this terminology all the time. We call it the needle moving activity, which means it is prioritizing something needle moving, which comes from outside of our comfort zone, not in our maintenance mode. So not something that keeps us where we are, but something edgy. So if it truly is edgy and outside of the comfort zone, it's going to feel stretchy enough. Like you said, like even just logging into Facebook ads manager for some people is like, oh, that's enough for me today. I am just, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, and then celebrate yourself that you did that also, because, you know, tomorrow you're going to take another step. Oh, all right. Thank you. Prioritize one thing yes. but in alignment with. One thing. 
your goal, your future self. Yes. Mm. And so these are, these are, as you can see, these can be done in less than a minute. Yeah. So you're, you're taking that shift, you're taking a big deep breath, or you're visualizing that hard moment for the day. You're prioritizing. You're saying, if I only get one thing done today, it's going to be this one tiny step. Um, and for parents, that could be like, I'm going to make that appointment for the doctor. Um, so that that moves us forward just a little further. I'm going to research doctors. Um, recently it was, I'm going to, I'm going to post in a mom's group and ask for, um, recommendations for a doctor. That was my tiny next step. And mm-hmm. so it, it can be something that isn't a whole project for sure. And then that moves us to connection. This one's pretty self-explanatory, except for that we forget it. And we get so busy. I post on my Facebook page all the time. When's the last time you talked with a friend? When's the last time you had a coffee with a friend? And so many women say never. I, since I became a parent. And mm. so I'm not asking you to leave and have a coffee date or a tea date. All I'm asking you to do is find a way to make a human connection with another adult today. And so that is, for me, I use a an app called Voxer and a lot of people in the business world use it. And mm. so I just send a voice message to someone every single day. I have three people and I'll send a quick little voice message, one to my aunt and um, two to some business besties. And I just kind of like talk to them while I'm making my coffee. And then later in the day, when it's their calming time, when it's, when they're able to respond back, they send me a message back. And I just have that very grounded human connection every single day with these one minute conversations. And I don't have to wait for them to be on the other line. I don't have to try to set aside 30 minutes to coordinate our schedules or anything like that. I can leave it when I'm ready and they can respond when they're ready. Yeah. So I'm just going to challenge everybody after listening to this episode. I want you to either message like text message or DM or PM on Facebook, three people that you love and that you care about because this is about staying connected with those people and those relationships grow when we nurture them. And so send three people a message, just touch base, see how they are or tell them what's exciting you in your life today and ask them the same and just stay connected. So quick, so easy. Part of this came because of the way that my brain, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind, very real with an ADHD brain. And so for me, I, this came about because I would think of someone and then I would just move on because then they were out of sight, out of mind. So mm. I was somewhere this after, this weekend and I saw one of my friend's books at a very odd place. It wasn't a bookstore. It just was like at this vendor fair. And so there were a couple of books and there were two names that I knew. And one of them happens to be a pretty good friend, but haven't talked to her in about six months. So I just took a quick picture, sent it to her on Facebook. And I said, I'm walking around a vendor fair and I saw this and I thought of you and it brightened her day. It made her feel so good Mm. to know that one, her book was somewhere, you know, on the other side of the country and that I was thinking about her when I saw it. And I think so often we have those moments where we think of people, but then we don't act upon it. And I just think in the world we live in today, letting someone else know that you're thinking about them, it can brighten their day, can change their trajectory. And then 
you're going to get that back into your life at some point as well. Yeah, let's not save all of the kind words of affirmation or the I'm thinking of yous for someone's funeral. Like I know that sounds so morbid, but it's true. You know, like even if it's, oh, gosh, I like your hair or, oh, when you shared that post, like it made me feel like inspired, like go and let that person know. It's so meaningful. It's so simple. But, yeah, add so much, so much light to others, but then also to yourself too. It does, yeah. You're not doing it to get something back, but it does no. come back to you and yeah. and when you least expect it. And so it just feels just good. One, yeah, it, it feels, feels good really to be good. connected. I just got one from someone earlier today and it said, I'm just checking on you. And I was like, oh, I'm doing oh. good. They were like, okay, just just doing a check. Wanted to see how you were doing. You came across my mind. I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. You know, and it does. It feels really, beautiful. really nice for that to happen. So connection's super easy. You can do that in 30 seconds or less. You can do that while you're listening to this podcast right now, actually. Um, and then the next piece, this one takes a little bit more um, prep work, but it still doesn't take that much time to do it. And that yep. is the understanding piece. And we call this one the boost and drains. So this is... Whenever I explain this to someone, and we have women who will spend a whole 90 days focused on this is their goal, is to identify their boost and drains. Because what happens when you are a parent, a lot of times you lose yourself. You don't know what what gives you energy. You don't know what drains your energy. You're just so busy going and, and doing that you've kind of lost yourself in the muck of doing things and, and taking care of others. And so... That is kind of separate. So I'm going to give you some ideas of how you can get started today, though. The boost and drains, though, I want you to think of yourself as that battery we talked about at the beginning, that phone battery. And if you're at like a 66%, it's going to be really hard to handle anything that gets thrown at you. But if you're at an 80%, we're not shooting for perfection here. We're not shooting for 100%. We just want to raise our energy level a little bit so that we have enough capacity to handle a stressful situation, um, a bill that comes in that we weren't expected or yeah. a mean comment on Facebook that, you know, just hits us right in all of our tender spots. And so we're ready to take that on because we have built up that energy reserve. And so a boost is anything that just kind of like, I think of it as those things that make you feel like, ah, <laughs> like they just give you that nice light that. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so it could be stepping outside into the sun. It could be drinking your water. It could be um, doing your stretches. It, it can be something really, really small. It could be that connection with a friend. It could be going and giving your partner a hug. It could be listening to, you know, your favorite Taylor Swift song and dancing in the living room. It really doesn't matter. It's just something that really gets you going and gets you excited about life. Um, yeah. And just kind of raises your your capacity and your energy levels. So what's one of yours? Because I'm like I have a few of mine that have come to mind as you were speaking, but I'm dying to know one of yours. So I have one and it's actually funny because they're calming, but I love to doodle and draw. And so I'll just uh, either um, get out my pens and my paper and I'll start doodling things down or I'll get out my watercolors and I'll sit outside for just a minute and I'll just watercolor something that me 
is abstract and doesn't have any uh, definition at all, that's when I have more time. Um, but one of the other things I love to do is just listen to a good old song, you know, put it on and dance around the kitchen or um, belt it out really loud. I'm a terrible singer, but I do love belting out a good song, especially from the 90s, like growing up. I'll put oh, on yes. Some, yes, some Queen. This is the vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're speaking my language, Dana, because I am just, I am that girl that dances everywhere. I'm the first one on the dance floor. I'm the last one or the only one on the dance floor. I couldn't care less. But like, yeah, dance and movement to high vibe music, like something with an energy. Even if the energy is like all sassy, like, you know, like then I'm going to just turn that up. It's like a power song. I highly recommend that everyone has a power song or a power playlist because, yeah, just that three-minute dance to something that you love um, can be that that boost, as you say, or break a pattern you know, and like just start again, feel renewed. So mine was going to be dancing too. High five to that. I love it. Yes. And so then the drain, a lot of times when we hear these, so many people want to add them all in and they're like, I'm going to do all the things that boost me. So we're not trying to add to overwhelm or add to your to-do list. Um, one of the easiest ways to get more energy is to remove stuff. And so removing the things that drain you, and I always say you can't remove your partner and you can't remove your kids. They are just a part of your life right now. And so we can't remove them. Um, but you can remove the overthinking, the overworrying, the second guessing, that's a little harder to do. But when you, you said it earlier, when you think those thoughts over and over and over again, all day long, you are giving so much energy to these negative thoughts and to, you know, berating yourself and, and tearing yourself down that when you need the energy for something productive, it's not going to be there. You will have already drained your energy. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big one that if you can remove that one, it takes a little bit more work to do. It can be really powerful. Another one can be, you know, I have all, this one's a little silly, but I have all my sounds on my phone turned off. You cannot get, you won't hear a sound come out of my phone most of the day, except for my alarms when I wake up in the morning, because all those sounds distract me. And every time I'm distracted, I have to reset and I have to get refocused again. And so removing those sounds were was a huge like energy boost, even though I was removing a drain. Another yeah. example is recently I started having to take on more um, we're kind of doing a reset in the business. And one of the things that I knew I needed to do was remove all the fluff and the extra if I was going to really be able to stay focused. And so instead of scrolling social media, which is one thing you can remove, but instead of scrolling social media, that time where I find myself pulled to scroll, I actually go into my inbox and I unsubscribe from emails. And so I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. I am not just getting rid of the, the junk emails. I am actually making it so that it doesn't fill my inbox again. And I am someone who normally has like 2000 unread emails in my inbox. And this has been so freeing. You talked about being free. Like this has been so incredibly freeing to unsubscribe from literally everything, unless I am part of their service. Um, but I've unsubscribed, even if I'm part of their service, I unsubscribe from their marketing emails. And I know that's probably like not the thing we should say while we're on it. <laughs> yeah, just podcast. don't unsubscribe but, from yeah. our emails. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't unsubscribe from ours. Not from Dana's. Not from mine. It yeah. Yeah, it has been so freeing to open up my inbox and it is only things that I need to take action on. Yeah. That's it. I love that concept. To me, it's like the empowered no and an aligned yes. So just be really aware of when you're saying yes to things, is that aligned? Is it filling you up? Is it leading you to your future self? Um, And having the courage to remove things, oh my gosh, is just so freeing. It really, really is. It's like, I don't have to say yes to everything. I don't have to be accessible to everyone either. So just to give my own practical example, um, a long time ago, years ago now, could have been 2018, I, I realized that going into my email inbox was an energetic drain for me. And it was also a place uh, to procrastinate. And I just didn't need to be in there. So I haven't been in my email inbox since 2018. And that may seem crazy, but my executive assistant is in there and she triages everything to other team members. uh, And she brings forth the ones that really need my sight and insight. And they're the only ones that I look at. But still, even when she's trying to put an email in front of me because she knows it's one of the, in the criteria that Tracy has said previously, show me an email like this. She will present it to me in Voxer. I'm not tagged in the email. I'm still not required to go into the inbox because I care so much about my people and the things that I see happening in that inbox. And if I was not to protect myself energetically from all of those questions or heartaches or, uh, you know, whatever is going on. Like I would just get nothing else done in the day. Like I would just, I'd be gone offline, like mentally, you know, and it would take so much to build myself energetically back up. So it is not in my best interest or in the best interest of my team or my community or my family for me to be in my emails. And yeah, it has helped me to keep boosted every single day by removing that expectation of myself and putting into place processes and individuals who can do that and still make sure that I'm seeing what I truly need to see. So that is like a real biggie for me. And I, I encourage everyone to think of how they can do that for themselves now. Do not allow for a story to be created in your mind that you're not at the level, I'm using air quotes, of being able to do that. Or you don't have a big team, so you're not able to do that. Even you are able to do that, even if you have one person, one person doing a few hours a week or a day or whatever. So yeah, email boundaries, that was a big one for me. Yeah, that's a good one. And boundaries is a really good thing to kind of, a good way to frame boost and drains. So what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to, I I really think that's a great way to frame this. Yeah. And you're not a bad person for having boundaries. No, not at all. Yeah. Because then you're able to show up even more in your best way for the people that need you most, the people that you care about most, and for your big why, what you're trying to do in the world. It And so what you say no to allows you more space to say yes to things. And what you yeah. say yes to, it means you're saying no to something that could be really important. So you have to be really, really cognizant of what you're saying yes and no to. 100%. And also like, Let's just use the emails as an as an example. Back in 2018, my list size, I mean, it was nice and healthy, but it wasn't as healthy as what it is now. 
and we have way more customer tickets now. And so like, can you imagine if I just kept operating without those boundaries and just as the business grew and as it scaled, if I was still in there, like, oh my gosh, I would be buried under a pile of digital emails. (laughs) You'd never see me. (laughs) Crazy. I completely hear that. I I'm like kind of jealous right now because right now we have gone, um, we've just stripped down to kind of, we're doing a deep clean, uh, which also is a, is, is about removing those drains and finding Mm. our boost. And so as a company, we're doing a deep clean on our, um, on everything, on all our systems and processes. And so I am in the inbox and in the help scout and like I am in oh. Facebook messenger and all the things right now, because I want to see what's happening yeah. and make sure that the processes afterwards are boosting and are moving us forward. And we are serving people at our highest ability. And so as your company grows, you also have to look at what is boosting your company, what is draining your company. It all this applies at yep. both, you know, the personal level, the family level, and the business level. Um, being able to look at these, and so um, hearing you be like, "I'm not in my inbox," I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like a dream again." Um, <laughs> do be, it. This do is not it. forever. So, <laughs> my shift right now in this phase is this is not forever. Which that is a writer downer because yeah. if you're in a moment of hard or a season of hard this is not forever is really powerful. Or if you're in a season of having, I'm, I am anti-hustle, but there are times where if you're building something, you have to work really hard. And it means yeah. you might be working at nine <laughs> o'clock at night. You know, yes. it is- Deadlines uh, are a real thing. o'clock at night in, in the United States where I am and, yeah. you know, not where you are. And I'm working at night. Why? Because this is important to me. And yeah. so- this is not forever. This is not always. And I think sometimes we can get stuck with all the, we talked about it at the beginning, those shoulds where it's like, well, as you grow, you shouldn't be in your business or as you grow, you should buy back your time as you grow, (laughs) you should have these time boundaries. And it's like, yes. And there are times to dig in and say, this is what I'm doing. And that mindset, that shift of, this is not forever. It's really, yeah. really powerful to keep moving through it. Yes, a hundred percent. And there are seasons for everything. Oh my gosh. I remember there was a couple of years there where revenue wise, we were just maintaining. And that is because the focus wasn't revenue expansion, but the focus was building team and capacity or leadership capacity within the individuals on the team. Um, and setting up systems and processes. And like that took slowing down or it took an aligned no or removing things to enable that that to really get optimized or to even get set up. And so, yes, like good on you for being in that season of knowing what you need to double down on and being able to make tough calls. And I love the idea of saying this is not forever. This is like a temporary thing. And even just having a deadline on the horizon of like, by this time in this date, this is going to be set up. And so then I guess that's where your prioritize comes in because you'd be. Yes. Yeah. It is like our prioritize right now. um, You know, we'll do as a company, we we do big three, but there are days where I have to say, what is the one thing that I can Mm. do today? And today was setting up a new uh, cleaning up the system, 
for our front end memberships content um, and fine tuning it and making sure that someone else could follow it. So that was my one thing. I've got to make sure this process works so that when we go to make it again, you know, someone else can do it next time. Yeah. So, so yeah, that it's, I use this in the business, in my family, in my personal life all the time. It's a brilliant, Um, so that brings us to the last model. Um, The last one is that empowerment piece. And so that's activating when you are a busy mom, when you are a busy entrepreneur and you're building a business, it can be really easy to stay behind the computer. It can be really easy to sit all day. It can be really easy to uh, just be with the kids or um, to eat that last chicken nugget off of your kid's plate, whatever that is. And so we have to take care of our body. This is our vessel. This is the, this is our vehicle to be able to do the work we want to do in the world and with our family. And if we don't take care of it, then we won't be there for our kids or our business. And so that can feel empowering, but that can also feel really overwhelming to think I've got to find 30 minutes for the gym or an hour to go to this class. And I always just say, I'll move more today than I moved yesterday. So what is one way you can move more today than you moved yesterday? And that might mean that you take an extra lap around the house. It might mean that you do a couple, you know, one extra round of stairs. It might mean that you take a walk with your partner or with your kids today. But what is one way that you can move more today or take care of your body today more today than you did yesterday? And that can include taking your vitamins, drinking your water, anything that takes care of your own body, but building it with a tiny habit. Yeah. 1% better every day, everybody. 1% better. Just 1%. I know. When we put this expectation on ourselves, like... It again should stories because this is an insight into my mind and truly my operating system of the past. I I used to say unless I attended a minimum of three one hour gym classes in the week, I wasn't worthy of having my gym membership. So I would cancel it. Like I literally had that instead of like a more healthy way of thinking would have been as long as I move or can I try to move more this week than I did last week or just at all. Like it's okay. So yeah, 1% better. We don't need to go from zero to a hundred percent. There's no such thing. Progress over perfection is what we say around here. I love that so much. This has been so practical and I really love the model because I can see how it is applicable to anything that we say is a priority for us. So whether that's ourselves as leaders of a company or to our roles as, you know, mom or how we show up in our marriages or relationships or our own fitness and health, this process, this five-minute energy plan is brilliant. And I just want to thank you, Dana, for sharing it with us. I know you're a busy lady and it's your evening downtime. Time for you to recharge your batteries, but I appreciate you being with us and sharing. Well, I have had so much fun. It's been a great conversation and I it's one of my favorite parts of what we teach. Um, yeah. And so often moms want to skip it. And so to have someone who's like, yeah, let's I fully get into it. this. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. It is it is the big stuff. Like in in the work that I do, like I teach a foundation and it's called the foundation of you. And, you know, it's got money, it's got beliefs and it's got our relationship with time. But like this plays into it so beautifully. Like we're speaking the same language, but in a different, 
what is it? We're singing the same song with different lyrics. I don't know. I don't know the saying. But yeah, like, you know, right? yeah, I see you. I see you. I see the movement. That's why I had to have you on. I was like, this is such an important conversation. And you've got a knack for simplifying things too, which I just wanted to affirm and reflect back to you because these are big concepts, like changing your life and being the cause of change in your life. It's a really big thing. It is a daunting thing. That radical responsibility piece feels massive. And you've created something to really break it down. So just from one entrepreneur to another, like it's brilliant. You're you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, where can we go? Where can we go online? Like for people to check check out more and you've got a new book also. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I have a new book and this is one of the plans in the in the book. It's called Calm the Chaos, a fail-proof road roadmap for parenting even the most challenging kids. And this is stage two, what we just talked about today. Mm -hmm. And that's building your energy reserves. And every single plan from being in survival mode to thriving as a family, it is, um, they're all broken down in these bite-sized pieces. And it is adaptable. Like I said, we use this framework, this these plans in everything from my personal life, to my family life, to my business life. So we apply this with our teams. We apply this with the way we run our business. And, and so it is really applicable no matter what you're going through as a, um, a woman who, a woman who is growing a business. You can find out more about it at any place that books are sold, but you can go to calmthechaosbook.com and we've got some goodies for you there, some printables. Um, I am big on visuals, so you'll be able to download the visuals that go with it and the step-by-step guides. And then you can find me on my podcast or any social channels at Calm the Chaos Parenting. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. Calmthechaosbook.com and Calm the Chaos Parenting. And I'm going to pop all of that in the show notes for everybody so that they can come and say hi. And please uh, send us each a message. Let us know what you got out of this episode. And I am going to restate the homework because we're big on taking an inspired action. We never just want to sit around consuming content or even being a note taker and then taking no action. So please, even if it is just connecting with three people that you care about, that you want to stay connected to, send those people a message today and let us know once you've done it. Get on Instagram, tag us in a story. We'd love to connect with you and know that this was helpful or of service to you. So thank you, everyone. And thank you so much, Dana. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dana, for joining me on this episode. You know, it can be really daunting to sit down and think about how to create the time and the energy plan as a busy working mom or female entrepreneur, but you broke that down for us beautifully. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from everybody in the DMs or being tagged in your stories, showing that you listened to this episode and sharing with us your one takeaway, like be the person, be the leader that implements even just one 
thing from today's episode because this is how we change our life. So your invitation is there to either accept the homework that I handed out in my conversation with Dana about connecting with three people that we want to build or continue to connect with in relationship or one of the others. It doesn't really matter, but it's important that you do take a step. And if you loved this episode, please consider sharing a review over on iTunes. That just is gratefully received. It means so much and it gets this podcast out into the ears of more listeners so that we can have our impact, which is what we're all about here at Mums with Hustle. All right, take care for now and stay happy in pursuit of your freedom and your hustle. Bye.